Hi there, and welcome to InSync, Coinerprise's bi-monthly podcast in which we explore the world of supply chain and EDI, keep you abreast of the relevant information and news in our industry, and give you some insight as to how our company, Coinerprise, has become one of the largest players in the space today. My name is Joe. And this is Attila. And Attila, you are a new voice on the podcast, so why don't you give us a little background on who you are and why you're here? Sure. Um, I am the head of support services here at CoEnterprise. I started my EDI career back in the early 90s as a developer and worked my way up and through the ranks to eventually take over support. So I've seen the ins and outs from the business aspect as well as the development aspect all the way through supporting it you know, in the middle of the night when there's issues. And Attila and I actually go almost as far back. Uh, Attila was working at Simon & Schuster when I got my first job in EDI, again, too, too many years ago, uh, late 90s, 97, I think it was. So, uh, you know, our, our, our paths diverged back around 2000 or so. But uh, when we were looking for a new head of support here at Coenterprise, a familiar resume came across my desk. I was asked to fill in for an interview, and I recognized Attila's name. Uh, it might not be a shock, but there aren't a lot of Attilas in EDI. Not many. So I, uh, I immediately told uh, Mike, yeah, let's, let's hire this guy. He's a, he's a good guy. And now here we are, 20 years later, working together again. Exactly. So Attila is joining us for episode two of our series, Know Thy EDI. Now in this series, and we did this a few weeks back, looking at the 824 document. But in this series, we're going to, you know, we, we take a look at EDI documents that we feel are underutilized by our customers and in the industry in general. Uh, and there are reasons for this. Either it's too complex to implement, uh, or maybe there's just a lack of knowledge about the value of implementing these, uh, these EDI documents. So today, uh, we're going to be looking at the 860 document, which is the purchase order change. So Attila, you want to tell us a little bit about the 860? Sure. The 860 is predominantly used to give changes that are going to be sent across from your customers to purchase orders. Within that, they can typically ask to add items, change items, change dates. I've seen it where they've actually canceled the entire order. They'll change prices, quantities, pretty much anything that they convey on the 850 purchase order, they have the ability to change on the 860 purchase order change. So what kind of trading partners do you see utilizing the 860? On the order to cash side, typically I've seen it from Target, Staples, CVS, TJ Maxx, Walmart, Toys R Us. I mean, the, the, the traditional retailers tend to use that. The very big, I mean, most of our customers listening to this and most of our, our, our listeners are going to do business with one of these Absolutely. Know, big customers. Um, and I've seen it on the procure to pay side uh, with even smaller customers. We have one, one of our customers uh, sending 860 to their suppliers. Uh, you know, it could be like a champion for sweatshirts or Jansport for backpacks. So it doesn't have to be these massive EDI trading partners. It can Absolutely. be the, the smaller suppliers as well. So, so let's talk a little bit about the different ways, uh, and in some cases, the inefficient ways in which companies handle the 860. Let's start with your experience, Attila. Sure. Um, initially, we did absolutely nothing with the 860. There was no back-end system to handle and support the 860, so it was one of those where we said, sure, we'll take it, and then we never did anything with it. And then as I got more time and experience with trying different programming, I essentially 
translated the documents into a database and then wrote a program that would read from that database, generate a report, and then email that out to the business side. And the reason behind that is they were not able to handle on the back-end system a purchase order change in an automated fashion. Typically what would happen is an order would come in and it would feed down to the warehouse so quick that by the time a purchase order change would come in, that order could be sitting at the warehouse. It could have already picked, packed, and shipped. It all depends on where it was in the life cycle. So that's why there was no way to actually automate it. So it was you know, basically EDI to print is the best way to put it. Right. And that's, that's not uncommon uh, in, in my experience. Correct. That um, the 860 is, is rarely integrated into an ERP system. Correct. Yeah. You know, unless you have long life cycle times for your product where it's not going to ship and, the, you know, it's going to sit in their system for any length of time where, you know, you can get the purchase order on one day and the purchase order change can come, you know, a day or weeks later, then you can automate it. But otherwise, in a typical retail fashion, you know, everyone wants the product to go out the door as quick as it comes in. So there's not much opportunity to automate. Right. Um, in my experience, it was similar to yours. Uh, the companies I've worked for did very little or nothing with the 860. The 860 kind of went to EDI to die. Correct. <laughs> and, you know, maybe you might get a question about it saying, hey, uh, I'm, I, you know, I've, I'm, I've got a phone call with a customer here and they're saying uh, this order should have been canceled. Can you tell me why? And you can say, well, yeah, I researched it, and there's an 860 sitting there in my archive directory. Right, yeah. Those or were... sitting out on the van because we never actually pulled it in. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, in my experience, the, the perceived cost of handling the 860 uh, was deemed too much to even write the kind of programs you instituted to, to perform some sort of reporting. Uh, that the business could get visibility to. Correct. And a lot of times it would be a major time suck on us on the development side if questions did come in for an order. You know, what happens? We'd have to go and research, try and find the document, and then take the time to decipher, you know, the EDI, you know, segments, elements to understand what they were trying to convey in that change and then give that to the business side. Right. And often raise questions and saying, well, why aren't we aware of these changes? when they're coming in. Right, and that's not intuitive to not do at that. All. <laughs> you might have certain standard ways of, of receiving the data, but when you look at all of those customers or those trading partners we referenced before from a target to a Staples to a CVS, they all send the 860s in different ways. Absolutely. Some of them might be very simple, cancel the previous purchase order. Uh, some of them might be sending very minute changes. Right, and sometimes they don't specify what the change is, so you have to basically compare every single thing. They may send, you know, they resend the quantity, the price, and the product identifier. Well, you have to decipher which one of those things have changed. It's not saying that, oh, you know, this is a quantity change. It's giving you all that information back, and you have to make that determination of what really changed. And that can take a very long time. In fact, we have a, a, a co-enterprise customer that has one of their partners, uh, Toys R Us, uh, sending hundreds of purchase order changes a month. I think on average somewhere around 300. And some of those can be lengthy with hundreds of line items. And the effort it takes to create a report that they would then send to the business is literally a full-time resource. Absolutely. Dedicated to handling 860s. Um, this resource happens to be offshore. 
So by the time that resource is done writing this report, as you mentioned, you can imagine some of these purchase orders have already gone to the warehouse. They're picked, they're packed, they're shipped, they're out the door. Um, and all of that effort kind of goes to waste. And then here come the chargebacks. And there's the chargebacks, <laughs> or at the very least, uh, shipment gets uh, denied and you're paying for the return shipment. Um, and in some industries, uh, like publishing, where our background is, uh, it costs more to ship the books than to print them. Uh, so it just generates a, a massive amount of waste. So the ability to handle 860s quickly absolutely will save your company money. And I think if you're, if you're listening to this and you've had problems trying to get your EDI team or your business to sign off on the expense of the investment of handling 860s in a more elegant fashion, you know, look for that ROI. It is absolutely there uh, if you dig just a little bit. Definitely. Now, of course, Coenterprise's flagship product, Syncrify, handles the 860s, I think, beautifully. And we, and we tackle it in two different ways. One, we get you notifications that an 860 has arrived or your business notifications that an 860 has arrived immediately, real-time notifications. So you can catch that order and cancel it or make that change before it goes to that warehouse or before it leaves the warehouse door. Yeah, it's nice that they would even get that notification right out of the gate that it, it arrives. So it alerts them to look at it, do something with it. And sometimes you got to hustle. Sometimes it might be, you know, your your director of customer service kind of picking up the phone, calling the warehouse guy and says, listen, there's this massive shipment about ready to go. They just canceled it. It's going to cost us a fortune if that goes. Stop that truck. Absolutely. And at least you've got a shot of doing that. Yep. You want to get it to stop before it ships out that door because to turn it around, it costs even that much more. Yeah. And the other way we make this process a lot more efficient is by actually doing that translation of all of those complex codes, the various different ways that data can be displayed in an 860, and we write it out in plain English. Yeah, there's plenty of EDI developers around the world that are going to be cheering that one because I know I sure would have not having to spend a lot of time trial and error to get that report the way that you know the business wants it, where it's something readable. I tell you, if it was my full-time job, you know, day after day uh, to just transcribe eight sixties into English, <laughs> I, I, I would definitely, you know, Syncrify would be worth its weight in gold. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so you know, if you do have any questions about exactly how eight uh, how Syncrify can make your life with the eight sixties or other of these types of documents easier, by all means, look us up. Go to Syncrify.com. Go to YouTube, search for Syncrify, watch a video, and you know we'll let you know how we can make your life easier and 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 help you save money. You know the the ROI, like I said, is is not hard to find even with just this one document alone. Great. So if you've got any other suggestions out there, uh, listeners, for other document types, we covered the 824, we covered the 860. We've got a few more planned, but we would love to hit the ones that uh, you would like us to talk about. By all means, send us an email at insync at coenterprise.com. That's I-N-S-Y-N-C. And we will talk to you soon. Attila, I want to thank you so much for sharing your experience. Thank you. It was a great pleasure. And we'll talk to you guys later. Boom.